This is a Cortez Currents news update. Orientation for the Cortez Fire Department's new volunteers began last month. Chief MacDiver explains. We had eight people come to that, and of those eight, we've had four continue through as recruits, which is actually a really nice group in order to allow us to maintain social distancing in our training quarters and uh, one-on-one with myself as the instructor. What does the training consist of? It consists primarily of a standard called the playbook that was brought in by the province about five years ago. And so it's just a minimum standards testing, classroom written testing, as well as practical in the field testing on firefighting things like personal protective equipment, breathing apparatus, roadside safety, ladders, hoses, fire hydrant connections, that kind of stuff. Regular firefighters train on Tuesday evenings, seven to nine, every Tuesday. And with the recruits, I've been coming in 6.30 to nine on Wednesdays, getting them through the basic program, learning the basics of the equipment so as to not slow down the regular firefighters in our regular drills. That's why we've been splitting up the days as well as separating personnel separating the staff because of COVID, uh, trying to maintain a buffer that way. And they've just finished last week their last separate training evening of Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And they'll be now joining the regular firefighters on Tuesday evenings. However, with COVID, we've stepped back to every second Tuesday in order to space out the face-to-face trainings. That said, it will be basically all year until they'll be fully certified through playbook standards, as well as auto extrication. We do rope rescue as well, which is separate. And there is medical training, which hasn't been happening since COVID began, but normally that's another course. There's a CPR course, which is a one day, as well as we've been doing two week training stints through with occupational first aid level three. Do they respond to fires, the new recruits? They will respond to fires once they're allowed to, but at this point, they're not yet given the, the pager to respond. They have two more days of training before they'll achieve that minimum safety standard to be allowed to ride with us to fire calls. They've already done the personal protective equipment, the breathing apparatus, communications with the radios and understanding how the communication system works through 911. There's a fire behavior course that they've done and and building construction. Next two weeks, they'll be learning about the equipment on the trucks, the hoses, the different appliances that we use, the different types of streams in order, in other words, how we flow water. And they'll be tested on that. And when they pass those tests, like I'm sure they will, then I'll give them the radio and they're going to become rookies. Right now they're recruits and they'll become rookie firefighters until they've ticked off all the rest of their uh, training requirements, in which case then they'll be full firefighters. What kind of commitment does a firefighter normally have to make? That is an interesting question because there's obviously a training commitment, but there's a, a really big personal commitment that the firefighters put into the community just being there when people are in need and dealing with stressful situations. These firefighters are just out there 
through dedication to their community members. And they've got a desire to help. They're not doing it in any way for monetary compensation, right? They're just doing it out of a desire to help as, as far as I can see. Everybody may have different motivations, right? Motivations maybe to learn through the training or motivations from whatever it might be. But in my view, they're doing it because they want to help. I'm sure they would be happy to be compensated, but our tax base doesn't uh, account for that. You gain skills. We have fire calls, rescue calls, medical assist calls. We get about 60 per year. And it really varies because you never know what emergencies are going to arise on any given day. We get about 15 fire calls per year, like structure fire maybe, uh, or vehicle fire, fires of that sort, and then possibly 15 beach brush fires. When we do go first responder, uh, which will likely happen when COVID hopefully gets somewhat under control in the future. We can't, can't do it under COVID conditions, but uh, when we do go first responder, it will double our call volume. So we'll go from around 60 to about 120 to 150 calls per year. So you're gonna need more recruits? Not necessarily, but those recruits are gonna to have to be willing to accept higher call numbers. And really the, the main responsibility falls on the shoulders of the officer on duty. Uh, we have a duty officer program. You may have seen a suburban fire truck driving around the island. That's the command vehicle. We had a red one and now we've got a white one. Keep your eyes open, you might see it. It's got lights on top. That is the duty officer vehicle and they are mandated to respond to every call while they're on duty. So they take the majority of the responsibility at the calls and to respond to the calls. Whereas a regular volunteer, as a volunteer, they are not required to respond. They volunteer to respond when they're able to. Are you the duty officer sometimes? I am the duty officer most times, about 250 days per year. When I'm off duty, there is a fire officer that would be standing in for me. So currently we have three other officers that can do that. Cortez Island's fire department is about 98% volunteer driven. Most of the firefighters are paid $10 an hour to train, but receive no compensation for responding in times of need. If anybody's interested in becoming a recruit or joining the fire department, we will more than likely be doing another recruitment drive in late September or early October, which is when we normally do it. So just stay posted to you know, local news sources and uh, we'll put out a request for volunteers.